I cannot eat spicy food anymore, and this was a part of me. Oh, man, I had a spicy chicken sandwich today, and it kind of had me sweating a little bit. Well, yeah, no, I just I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> Why is that? Just old age getting to you? Yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, uh, today we had uh, ham steaks with uh, green beans, uh, some corn, and some carrots, fresh, and uh, all fresh. Spicy carrots, huh? And uh, I bought uh, a bottle of B-Dub's mango habanero sauce. Oh, sure. And I just doused it on my ham like an idiot. Like an idiot. And I'm paying for it now. I'm tired. I have a headache. (laughs) Are you doing the podcast in the bathroom right now? Is that what's happening? If you hear flushing, don't worry. I am fine. Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Uh, yet again, we're here because of TikTok, right? We did that with Cobweb. Uh, 36-year-old Jordan is on the talk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that's how we say it now. Is the that talk. a thing? On the talk? Uh, no, I, I just made that up, and I hope it goes. Um, but I'm on the talk, and I shouldn't be because of my age. And we reviewed this movie because this was the flavor of the week. Everybody was talking about it. Talking about No One Will Save You, a Hulu exclusive. Eric, how the hell are you doing? I'm not on the talk, but we can still talk about it. I, <laughs> I'm, I was doing so well of not doing anything with this movie. No trailers, right. no, no wikis, no right. summaries of any kind. I was doing real good. And then, what was I watching? Something on Hulu, obviously. Um, Either that or Disney Plus, maybe? Was that what it was? I don't know. It was one of the two, and I saw a trailer for it. I was like, ah, nuts. Right. I went so, I went, was doing so well, and then it threw it in my face. Right. Put back on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Please. (laughs) I'm trying to watch the Taylor Swift game, and they got to throw these Hulu ads at me. So, we got to watch it, and I also did not know that this movie is, for the most part, silent, wordless. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I always kind of, I always play with my emotions in our reviews, all right? I always kind of go, there's no script, no structure. Um, so I'll just say this right off the bat. If we would have, I watched the movie last night. I, I know you know, but for our fans, it's kind of fun, a little behind the scenes. We review on Wednesdays. I watch the movies on Tuesdays, and then Thursdays we release episodes. Um, so I watch it every Tuesday night. And if we would have done this review last night, it would have been a large, hands down. Oh, loved it. You... Not not loved it. Loved right. it. Loved it. Yeah, loved it's a hard word. Uh, I I enjoyed it thoroughly. It reminded me of old horror movies of yore, if you will. Uh, hey, this is the movie that M Night Shyamalan was trying to make with the happening. You know, like, it's it was like a 1950s, you know, uh, no one will save you kind of thing, right? <laughs> I was waiting for something like that, you know, waiting for right. them to say the title of the movie. Yeah, I was I was, I was, was loving it. Um, and then as now Wednesday, I have the day to think about it. Not reading anything, not uh, looking anything up, just my memory of the movie. And by every hour... That has gone by today. Uh, my review was getting lower and lower and lower with this movie. Really? And why do yeah. you think that is? Is it? Were you looking more into it? Were you doing any follow up with reviews or uh, theories at all? No, no, no. I, I didn't look anything up. This is my memory of the movie last night. But ultimately, I like a good anti-hero story. I like following the bad guy, right? Sure. So I'm not going to spoil, spoil anything right now, but we, in my opinion, really follow the bad guy. And it's like, huh, that's interesting. And then the way it ended was kind of interesting. Um, but before we talk about, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm, no, I, I'm, I'm I, good things. But I go was going to say, hold on before you continue off yeah. here. Sidebar about uh, the sp- the spoilers here. I mean, you know what? Let's include the the audience in with this. We can stop the whole spoiler things, right? We're we're assuming that people who are listening to this show either one have seen 
the movie or show and just kind of looking for our responses on this, right? Or two, want to be spoiled. Because if right. you haven't seen the movie, why would you click on a podcast about a movie you haven't seen? Unless you wanted to be in sort of part of the conversation and just Valid know, point. have something to, to mention around the water cooler. So There you go. Valid point. Yeah, won't get rid of the spoilers. I just don't want to give anything off too far. Like, and the murderer was the neighbor. You know what I mean? Kind oh, of wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, so, I, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I stand with it. It's like I, if we reviewed it last night, I would have given it a large. But as the day goes on today, I'm I'm slowly, slowly getting myself more frustrated. How do you feel about this going into this blind? I was happy with it. And, you know, the story itself was quite simple. And I feel like I have been comparing a few of these movies to kind of like, you know, a... a uh, uh, you know the the master the, the midnight theater uh, that you would have on like a Friday night or Saturday night, right? This is a Twilight Zone, and out, this one actually played a little bit more like an Outer Limits uh, to me, but it, it's kind of in that realm of the scary story. You sure. you share it as a one-off, almost like a um, an anthology type of of way of this being one of many. Again, I enjoyed it because this is. I think what really kind of got me into movies is the art of storytelling. This was a challenge to do no words, and it was able to tell a story not using words. I think that's a great thing to, to have because as you're watching it, you are engaged to look for things or listen to things to fill in those details that aren't being explained. Sure. And I, I really do appreciate that. I know that um, I probably don't appreciate it as much as Stephen King does, but I I do very much, <laughs> yeah, who obviously tweeted high praise of this movie. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah. And, and that, and, and, and as it, as you are enjoying it, uh, for what it is. I was enjoying it for what it is, but again, the story is starting what pissed me off. What I saw is starting to make me angry. You All know, right, well, let's because, talk about it. Yeah, so modern day in a small main town, don't go down that road, right? I, I don't know where this is at, right? This is some, uh, is, is it Maine, Vermont, who cares, Delaware, right? It's, it's a small it's, town. Yeah, very small town, town USA. Rural. Yeah. Yeah. And we get the main girl, which, what's her name? In this movie? Yeah. Uh, Bryn? Bryn is the main girl's name? Yes, I believe that's, okay. that's the name. Yep. So we get Bryn. She lives alone in this farmhouse, which I would love this farmhouse, by the way. Beautiful land, has a beautiful pond, like awesome, awesome setting. And she lives as a recluse, uh, kind of 1950s dress, if you will, how, how she dresses. And she's a seamstress. We, She's a seamstress, and we follow her to town, and she's hiding from people in town. She goes and visits what? She visits her mother's grave. Is that what she does? Yes, that's what it was. Okay, so she visits her mother's grave. So, oh, okay, not much talking, but there's this woman that's, I'm assuming, our age in her mid-30s maybe. Yes. Maybe early. And she's just living as a recluse. Like, nobody's really talking to her. We do, I don't know if it's right off the bat, she's but late we— late 20s maybe. Good. But we do her, but we do get her going into town, and she seems to hide from the police, like she's kind of hiding behind cars. So I'm like, the first thing that I'm thinking, not knowing anything about this movie, is that, oh, is, is she actually like a bad guy, if you will? Like, does she does she know something, or did she steal something, and nobody's supposed to know? I like that mystery. What I do like, and right off the bat, a good hour thirty minute film within the first fifteen minutes. Aliens come out of nowhere at night. Out of nowhere, it we starts. Get aliens. It starts, and uh, you know, right, Eric. What do you think of the aliens in this? I mean, standard little green men with you know, the yeah. Grace. We are uh, more or less Jordan uh, students of the '90s, and these aliens are flat out out of the '90s handbook with the big heads, the big eyes. Uh, very much what you would see on like a pog or a stuffed animal type of thing. They did a, a very good job with it. I wouldn't want them to be, I don't know, anything else. It just seems kind of difficult 
to make something original and have it be um, without criticism. This is a humanoid, so I think it's a bit easier to kind of uh, see what their abilities are, which, you know, we have two legs, we have uh, two arms and hands and feet. And What I do like is the eyes. I like how the eyes are kind of like... Because uh, you get the big eyes. Yeah, but it's like, it's like stars, like the Speckled, galaxies of the Yeah, That's neat. Yeah, I, I I guess I enjoyed the design of it because it's familiar. I think if you were to ask everyone in, in the world to like you know draw a picture of an alien, you'd probably get something like that. And uh, yeah, sure, your your typical Roswell alien. Right. I I I I have no problem with the complaints. I have a problem with the CG. The CG in this is bad. I it seemed. I guess sci-fi to me, sci-fi channel that is. It, it did not look good, and we get this alien that's just kind of stalking her. I, they couldn't pay anyone to talk; they had to save the budget for the CGI. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was, I was enjoying this part. My eyes were glued to the TV. Again, there's no talking really. Uh, this woman is sleeping at night. You know, the aliens arrive when all the lights in the house go off, like all the electronics, right? Standard. Yeah, uh, I, I think they they do the usual kind of. Abduction yeah. type of sign. They're not reinventing the wheel here. And uh, we get this very good cat and mouse of the alien. And here's a good thing, too. I'm going to praise the act, what well, the character. Uh, she's not a damsel. She is a very, very, um, str- I'm not strong, but she's very clever. Um, she makes smart choices. Instead of running up the stairs, she runs out the door. Yeah, kind she's of- a survivor. Right, so I, I really dig that, and uh, this alien I, I kind of was interested in. Um, he ends up getting her, right? So like, there's this cat and mouse game for a while, and she ends up, he ends up like throwing her across the room with his telekinesis, telekinesis, whatever. And uh, she stabs him right in the side of the head, and he and he dies. So like, that was a shocking point to me. I was like, oh, oh, this happens. Okay. So there's rules now. Like aliens can be killed in this world with typical things. Well, uh, she killed him with a model, with a, a model of a town, a building. Right. What I'm saying is that you know how alien movies are. Like, I mean, this one's setting up the rules. You know that these aliens can be killed with regular things, like you know, human things. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I think yeah. The other part of this. This alien is they were shown to have some sort of like a psychokinetic ability, right? They can kind of do like a Professor Xavier and telekinesis and just kind of move things. Uh, not right. a whole, not a whole lot of things. Usually, like one or two things at a time, it seems. And then they also have like a tracking beam and other ship that they can do. But you know, kind of what we would think maybe some of these aliens, um, just in modern culture, could probably do. I liked though that they're still kind of like flawed, like like we are too. They uh, underestimated this person. They thought it was just going to be an easy, uh, maybe a, a cap catch and release type of thing is what they were trying to do, right? Um, but again, she's a, got the fighter's spirit, and well, she just went in and um, probably wasn't expecting to be stabbed in the side of the head. No, and then uh, I actually got a chuckle, too. The next day, well, she kind of, like, falls asleep with her eyes closed, but kind of not. She's traumatized of what happened. Yeah, she's obviously in shock. Right, she's shocked. Um, so, but the morning comes, and she's like, okay, I got I to gotta get going here, you know? So she, what does she, what she take a shower first, I believe, to kind of clean herself up, and then she gets dressed. And what got a chuckle out of me was uh, she put her, um, she didn't want people to see the dead alien body that she covered with a blanket. So she uh, put the couch in front of the door, which I thought that was kind of a funny moment. Give it a Um, try. And she goes to start her car, typical, right? Again, we're not inventing the wheel here, right? Car won't work. No electronics will work, right? So, okay, been here, done there before. And um, she rides her bike, and this is where we get our first disaster, where we see a tipped upside-down mail truck, and nobody's around. So we are now assuming that, oh, this isn't just happening to her. This is happening to other people. Um, so I'm thinking, oh, my God, the whole town's infected, right? That's what I'm thinking. 
Uh, we get to town, and it looks – everybody seems normal. The town's not infected yet. They're in the process of being infected. Yep. They just don't realize it. So she goes to the cops, and now this is where my questions that I've been thinking about to the day starts happening. She goes to the cops and immediately sees, I'm going to say the chief, and he kind of like, okay, she walks in the police station. The chief of police and an older woman standing next to him sees her. Everybody stops dead in their tracks. Main girl can't speak. Chief kind of just has like this look in his face like, oh, shit, she's here. And then the old woman, the older woman, spits in her face. Who's that woman? Do you want to cut to the end? Do you do you really not know? I do not know who that woman is. A few things. First off, that cop is her father. I asked my wife that, and my wife said, no, that's not it. And I was like, yes, it is, because the scene we get at the end with the reveal, what cop would be doing what he does yeah. at the end? And because the big twist at the end that they find through the storytelling of the movie that we find through the storytelling of the movie is that the older woman is or rather was the mother to her ex-best friend, Maud. Oh, that was a best friend? Yes. I didn't get that either. I thought that was her sister. Uh. No, I'm pretty sure that they were BFFs. Because as, why would she have a bedroom in her house dedicated to her? Because she accidentally kills Maud. So what I gathered from this in here, I actually, as I, uh, I'll, I'll read you what I got from this, and then as you react to that, I'll, I'll read up and make sure I'm correct here, is that her mom, she has fun memories of her mom, that her mom had passed. And okay. And I guess in dealing with that, I think maybe she acted out and uh, got in a fight with Maud, and they got into a big back and forth, and Maud pushes her to the ground. She, in retaliation, uh, probably just just quick thinking with you know quick act without thinking, picks up a rock and hits Maud with it in the head, killing Maud. So the town, which we get. Um, uh, imagery of uh, that has basically turned their bed and, and made her an outcast in the town probably because she is known to kill Maud and Maud's mom uh, the older lady then proceeded to uh, maybe find some comfort in her father in Bryn's father who obviously had just lost his wife and so then they were uh, comforting each other does the movie tell us that, or is this something you're putting together? This is something the movie does to, together. Because and, the movie does not say this. Well, the movie doesn't say anything. Valid. <laughs> but I'm, it just, that's the frustrating part, because I'm all about having the audience think for themselves. But you got to have something for us to kind of base this off of. And I think that you and I are seeing two different movies then because i did not take that this old woman was maude's mom i thought maude's mom was her mom i thought they were sisters i knew that the cop was the dad because we see in the backstory that the cop is on his knees crying which means that his daughter was maude right uh no because that scene happened before the maude death scene so I think that that cop on his knees crying was him dealing with the news that his wife had passed. Okay, so the movie's not telling us. It's not giving us conclusive that it's doing this, though. Or maybe not well enough, Jordan, because... Um, That's a problem that I have. It's, it's a pretty big, I guess, dot to connect each other. Well, because that's why I said in the beginning of this review that more and more I think about it, the more frustrated I'm getting because I'm like, oh my God, we're following the bad guy. She, yeah, okay, fine. Accident, right? She killed her friend, right? Killed her friend with a rock. Yes, right? and and that's what what has happened. I, I just confirmed that, is that, what, that she's confirmed she's that. mourning the loss of her mother, um, and obviously could not maybe cope, or, and because of it, her and Maude got into an argument, and that's okay. and yeah, that's what happened. So we are following a murderer that should be in prison. <laughs> I mean, accident. Accident yes. or not, if you will, I mean, like, she would be in prison. I mean, she was in a scuffle. She took a rock. She smacked her friend in the side of the head with it, killed her, probably had a 
big, huge gash. It was an accident. Right? Okay, so I accidentally hit you with my car. Am I not going to prison for a while? You go, you go ahead and arrest that that ten year old then, Jordan. Put her in she life. She's twelve. Do you go ahead and arrest that twelve year old then? Did they? Didn't they? Didn't they? Like in the nineties, didn't they? Like put a twelve year old redhead that looked like Chucky in jail for killing his parents? Well, he's Just a, he, he killed his parents. This was. Obviously, a sequence of events, and her dad's a cop, by the way, too. Like she, she, just lost, she just lost her mom. Her and Maude were having an argument, and she obviously reacted and probably is obviously very apologetic about it. Where she, if she's writing a letter to her dead friend for every day or every night, um, that before she goes to bed, right? But you see, what and I'm has saying. a whole room to, to get it. No, I, I, I get it. And you know, who's to say that she was not, um, subject to some sort of punishment there, Jordan? I mean, she, you, you know. Maybe she just got out of the out of the clink, you know, and that's what, <laughs> just, and that's why people are giving her eyes. No, I'm just saying, like, don't do it as murder. You know, what I mean, don't do it as because at the end of the day, it's still murder, right? I mean, what my complaint is with this movie is that she accidentally kills her friend. Make it something else. Well, um, you know what? You're right because I, going up to this, I had noticed the three things: one, that okay. she still had her dad, that the town was against her. And that, uh, yeah, like her her mom and best friend were were not there. Or like in picture, I was kind of piecing those right. together. That yeah, after a while, like okay, they're lost. I assumed after like after some time that maybe Maud died due to something from her mom, right? You know, or like her she had done something to influence like you know the the death of both of them, and that's why the town looked bad on her. And uh, either way, the dad, who's yeah. the cop, got out of it. But, you know, he's the one that discovers it because he's the one that has to kind of. Right. But that's what I got out of it is. Uh, and maybe that would have been a, a better story rather than the other one. That's but... what I'm thinking, because because this movie has a lot of good things going for it. And if this movie is has some good things going for it, I just wish they would have fleshed out the story more. Uh, but we're talking about the stuff that happens at the end. Throughout this whole movie, we get this alien attack after alien attack. She goes to the town. She gets her. Uh, she gets spit on her face, and then this is where the town starts getting infected, a la like Dawn of the Dead style, right? Um, there are people that have like some sort of a parasite inside their throat. Yep. Uh, zombie-ish, if you will. She gets on a bus. She's laughing. You know, she's ready. Uh, she's leaving the town behind, and. Uh, there's an alien on the bus. Won't let her go. That's a great scene, right? From from the bus scene all the way till she gets to her house. I thought it was very good. Like um, I really enjoyed um, the claustrophobiness of the bus, her her running, and then the alien just like standing there, like kind of like Michael Myers watching her run away. Thought that was kind of fun, right? What I mean by an alien, like it, it looks like a dude, but it possessed a guy, right? The oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I liked uh, in this because it, it also showed that, like, it was like, oh, is it just this one person? But no, that everyone on the bus is possessed, except for the bus driver, who seemed to know out of there pretty damn quick. We didn't even see what happened to him, really. He just saw, like, we didn't see him run out or nothing. We saw him run, and then that's it. That's I, it. I got a, a one small glimpse of when she was on the floor of the bus, of right. him doing the, the over-the-shoulder, and then parking right. it, opening the doors, and then... Just, just out of there. But we can assume that he probably got abducted as well, too, right? But either way, this is, you know, it's a great scene. She's trying to flee town, and she gets that reminder that no one will save you, yeah. right? Which is a great title because, again, there's so many reminders that she's on her own. Right. This being one of them because, holy cow, the whole town is is in on it. Yep. The whole town's in And, of course, we've seen this a thousand times, and I keep on repeating that because... It doesn't mean that it's bad if you see something repeated. Like, this is zombies. This is Invasion of the Body Snatchers, right? Like, I got Invasion of yep. the Body Snatchers when they have, when all the infected have their hand up at the sky. Oh, yeah. You know, remind me of the guy pointing at the end, you know, yep. Body Snatchers. So, it's And what's it's, that it's sound been, like, Jordan? Uh, you don't want me to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to the audience. I'll do it if we weren't on air because I don't want them to go, and we're turning this off yep. now. Save some the, sort of screech. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Some sort of screech, if you will. Uh, no, so like it's been there, done that, but I, I I but I am entertained. And then the rest of this movie, literally, she uh, she goes to a church, the church is closed up, uh, she gets back home, and from this until the ending credits, it's just her 
It's, I mean, nobody else. One guy comes back, and that's it's, it's just her and aliens. And this was a fun part, right? So we get, we also get, I don't know if it's the life cycle of the aliens or if it's, I'm assuming, different class types of aliens, right? Because she goes down in the basement when she's home, and this alien is really smart, right? I'm going to call it like the smart aliens, right? Where it uh, pretends that it's one way by tipping over a mannequin, but it's actually staring right at her. Great scene. And it's not violent towards her. It's more studying and figuring yeah. her out. Right? Just, huh. And then we also get the small little short one that was just crazy. You know, kind of remind me of the little kid, uh, the crazy boy in Us that was crawling around on all fours. Oh, sure. Snarl. Yeah. We get this crazy one. And then we get this, like, spider-looking one that looks like the mind flare from Stranger Things. Yep. Right? This big tall so like what do you think do you think these are different classes different types because they all look the same right it's not like one alien is yellow one alien is blue they're all gray they all have the big black eyes it's just some are really really short some are really tall oh yeah i think that there's the traditional i i don't want to call them that the the big head guys that they're the ones that are sent down to like observe and and assimilate uh just like that one, but then we saw like kind of like that dog-like one, which is right. like a little zergling little thing that's just to to go out there and just it was doing like the bone, you know, the uh, the weird arm movements and like waiting for right. you know the uh, kind of a hunter kind of a thing. There was the mind flare thing that that you said, which she kills both, by the way. So uh, yeah, she's a, she's awesome. She kills like three aliens, four if you want to count the thing in her throat, right? She kills the one in the beginning, yeah. She kills the dog one. She kills the pseudo mind flare. Yeah. The well, well, there's also a huge mind flare at the end. Yeah, but she does not kill that. Yeah, she kills like a pseudo mind flare. By the way, so that one was fun. It was it was so BS, but it was fun. Um, so she kills the dog one, and now we get this pseudo mind flare one. Keeps on going up, almost like a Billy yeah. Gruff type of thing, you know. It, it's doing its thing, right? It keeps on going up. It's like, hey, who's laying all these eggs? I don't know. <laughs> it just keeps you on know. getting bigger. Yeah. And uh, that and last one was was really cool, though. The last one was neat. And, and um, but anyway, so the pseudo mind flare, um, climbing over the house, really cool effect looking. And then it chases her to her car. It gets kind of like trapped in her car while it's trying to kill her. She sees that there's gas down there. And then she uh, lights it. So um, I'm going to tell a, a, a very embarrassing story that happened two years ago at my new house. Um, and I know every time I see this in a movie, I get mad now. Kind of like, you know, how like you see in interviews where like real soldiers are like, yeah, I hate more movies. They're so inaccurate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. Here's my point. So you were I have, by aliens and you. I have a hard time starting. Uh, fires. I have a fire ring in my backyard, and if you get kindling, and and uh, and, what, and what, do you, so, what do you get? Kindling. Okay. Kindling. Uh, you know, just like little pieces. Here you go. And try to start kindling. a fire with a kindling, uh, with a little uh, with a little uh, you know lighter. Can't do it. I have to have lighter fluid. This I just have to non scented lighter fluid. They make it, and that's where I can get the fire going. Just a classic you know, Homer see, Simpson there. Yeah. Classic. Well, two years ago, uh, I ran out of lighter fluid, and I was and I needed to start a fire. I needed to burn, um, so I was like, "Hey, there's gas in my in my mower gas can." Oh yes. So, um, I that's flammable. I I I don't douse it on the fire pit. I just do like a little sprinkle, if you will, just like a little, a little trickle. Well, angel dust. Yeah. There, yeah. Yeah, just like, oh, you missed the toilet a little bit, but it's okay, you know. Take a bell trail there. Right. And I was like, okay. So then I get the long, lighter, uh, you know, lighter thing. And I go. Gotta be safe. Yeah, I go, tick, tick, tick. And then, big fireball. And it's like, ah, it's in my face, right? Like freaking out. I'm good. I check out. I'm good. I'm like, wow, I have learned a lesson at my 33 years of age back then. Don't do that again. So, <laughs> telling that embarrassing story about myself, watching this movie, she's under the car, the mind flare is stuck in the car, like half in, half out, 
It's leaking gas. And she just grabs a regular Bic lighter for like cigarettes and just, and it just lights it and goes, Oh, we're going to take our time and trickle, you know, and then boom after that. I was like, Oh, stop it. Um, that, that kill kind of pissed me off because it seemed like that mind flare was kind of stupid. Like it, it could have gotten out of there. Uh, yeah. I actually, the, uh, my first thought was that it was going to kill itself off the glass that had broken the car. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like like we saw in Barcelona, Bird Box Barcelona. Nice. Uh, yeah, but when it was busting through, that it would have you know caught something or right. you know something like that, and then I don't know, have it be like stuck in that window, and then she could have just uh, you know done like a J- Jamie Lee Curtis and like Michael Myers, and you know. He hit stuck and take the axe and cut the head off like right there while yep. its head is in the window. Try to try to touch fingertips and then slice the head off. Yeah, yeah that's what connected I connected the alien first. I'm like, I right. understand you. And this is where she runs away. Like Matthew and Roderick and Godzilla. Jordan, go ahead. <laughs> the, hey, if you watch the, did you watch the cartoon? You'll understand. Or or Millie Bobby Brown with Mothra. I don't want to talk about Millie Bobby Brown right now because I can do a whole episode about do I like her or do I not, just as a person. Because um, I kind of don't right now for some reason. So <laughs> um, she runs back into the house, and uh, this is where we get the smart alien again, right? And like she gets she gets caught by the beam, and it takes her up to the ceiling. And this is where the smart alien puts this it's a parasite, but like, I'm, I'm trying to get people to imagine this. Like it, it looks like, like a ball of fuzz, but that has tentacles on it. Right. Yeah. It looks I like mean, it's, sort it's, of like it, a bacteria, like a, yeah, it looks like the coronavirus. It just, you know, it yeah, actually these... kind of does like it, like yeah. a live coronavirus. Well, yeah. Like right. a tentacle kind of, is this yeah. movie a metaphor for a coronavirus? <laughs> yep, exactly what it is in that uh, Bryn is the only one who didn't get vaxxed. And that's how she survived. That's what she, yeah, exactly. She <laughs> doesn't need that vaccine. Uh, that vaccine. Get it out of here. Nope. She does not need the Fauci-ouchie. She is good to go. That's what the alien is. It's, it's, it's the secret is government. It, yeah. Is the government trying to poke her? <laughs> <laughs> That's the movie. Right <laughs> yep. And all those monsters are, the, are Big Pharma. All of them are big farm, and of course, big pharma gets bigger at the end. It gets big, yep. Right, and then yeah, that's God. We just, we just, we just did it right there. It would be, it would be amazing if the filmmakers actually heard this episode and was like, "That's exactly what we're that's doing. What we're going for. How'd you guys? That's what we're it? going for. You won, Charlie. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> it was you all along. It was you. I needed somebody. Who could um, crack the code? Okay, so I'm just, I, I mean, I, I don't know if you're going to agree with me, but this parasite thing's kind of freaking stupid. Why Why have a parasite in the, I mean, like, this movie's not reinventing the wheel. I get that. You keep on saying that, but here's what I get out of it, is that at this point, the that alien, the observer, alien in charge kind of guy, came down there and threw a, a bit more challenges at her and just like, oh, wow, this girl, this human, this this study, this specimen is is tough. Like, it, she has beaten everything that we've thrown at her. And now there was a point where they say, okay, we're done with this. We're done watching. You, you know, the boss says, okay, you've had your fun. Time to get dinner. And they beam her up and did do the, uh, you know, all right, put the the parasite in her put her back into into the earth and let's let's go back with the plan here of taking over earth well and i'm saying why are we doing the parasites because it showed that her will as, as a survivor was so strong that in this delusion that she's given where she's having this uh one-on-one with what her mom or maud like an adult I think that maud. Was maud. yeah yeah, like, like maud. yeah kind of doing this forgiveness type of thing um, what I guess what, it, what I'm assuming again is a delusion where the parasite is supposed to kind of keep her in like the matrix, keep her kind of happy and content in this reality that she wants. She knows that it's fake and she 
reaches down her throat and pulls it out. Like that's, that's yeah, that's actually the idea. So actually, let's talk about it because because it's a big part of the end that I have a problem it. with. So nice. So that's a big part of the end that I have a problem with. But so the alien puts the parasite in her mouth. It goes into her throat. It's it's kind of like a really large Adam's apple for everybody listening, right? It's like, it's like a face. It's like a throat grabber, not a face grabber. Yeah, there exactly. So then she has this 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 illusion that 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 everything is great. Uh, she's happy. Maud's alive. Everybody's happy. But then she has the the intelligence to know that this isn't real, and she takes the thing out of her throat. And this is where the thing gets really pissed off the aliens, and it creates, which I don't think was necessary, but they create a doppelganger of her. I, I, I don't understand the doppelganger part. It's just trying to, I mean, like, so if they created her as a doppelganger, does that mean that they can do that for everybody else? I'm assuming so. Yeah. So then... So then what really is the goal here? Like, why infect people and not just have doppelgangers? And this is where I start getting mad, where I'm like, okay, wait a minute. You just established that you can create an, 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 another person, a fake person, if you will, that looks just like them. Hence, doppelganger. So why not just send those doppelgangers down from the flying saucers kill their other person and just have them take over their lives why why have this parasite nonsense well it's become more of like a lab rat situation at this point i think right like the, it's, the, it's, the is aliens, that how you're taking this that's how i'm taking it is and that's simply because of that mannequin scene that you were talking to before that his or that aliens body language seemed to suggest that they were curious about this this person let's let's take this mouse and put it in a different maze and see what happens I oh think very good analogy. that's a it's a lot of these different things is what i that's what i got of it is that or at least that's what i took is that all these um different levels are just different tests and this doppelganger is just another test unfortunately another I, test. Think she, I think she kind of failed that one well no she kills it she was successful revelant it was the easiest foe she had because she's running away in the woods. She yeah. sees the doppelganger. It got a stab on her, but she was still able to kill it. You got like two stabs, right? Very quick, though, right? Kills it. Yeah, right? she, she had the box cutter and, and did a good uh, throat slash there. And then she walking down this road, and then we get, you know, the super mind flare, super shredder, big, Kevin big Karma. Right. Kevin. Yep. And uh, <laughs> watch out. There's a wolf pack coming. And... Wow. Uh, yeah, and finally she gets beamed up. She gets beamed up, and the aliens are all around her, the scientists, the smart ones, if you will. And they touch her, and this is where we talked about the beginning of the episode, right? We find out that she accidentally killed her friend Maude, um, that the dad, is, well, the, well, the chief of police is her dad, uh, her mom's dead. And this is my question I've been wanting to ask you, is the aliens feel? They have feelings, and they feel bad for her so they let her go back to earth without being infected yeah I, is that what it is or is this a, or or is it like this is a reward for taking down all of her waves that we've shot at you you know and i do like this this conversation that we're gonna have because i this allows us, this part of the movie allows us to have this because it's open to everyone who watches it, right? You could have this a different view than I than I could about this whole thing. If we could have it to where, yeah, maybe the aliens did have some sort of sympathy or maybe they found that um, their goal was the same, that they all felt that uh, wiping out humanity, the aliens wanted to wipe out humanity because they felt that they were an evil, you know, I guess a pointless culture or, or organism sure. and yeah. they just wanted to kind of be controlled and control them where this is the outlier. This is the one person who uh, can't be controlled and they just kind of learn to live with it, you know, or again, um, maybe they want to keep on experimenting. Maybe, maybe she's going to be, uh, you know, kind of like their, their forever, uh, the one that got away, their forever experiment that they can just kind of say like, oh, well, we can take our one regular human, our, you know, patient zero here and do another test with her. There's a lot of different theories that could have with this ending. That's but, exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, the latter is exactly what it is. 
because it's like, oh, we feel bad or, hey, you know, she has suffered enough for whatever reason they give. They take her back to Earth, and now it's the next day, and it is Pleasantville, 1950s. Yep. And in my opinion, the worst scene in this movie. This is where I and got I, the, the Outer Limits kind of vibe. Oh, it was terrible. So I'm going to paint this picture for the scene. She goes to town, and there's like this little town block party, right? And it's not what you're probably thinking, where it's like the whole town's involved, everybody's singing and dancing Disney style. It's just this one little, like, square. And she's dancing with obvious people that are infected, and she's completely happy. And then after a couple of spins, she looks at the camera as it pans back to see all the flying saucers monitor it. So there's a lot of questions with this. And I'll go with the end of it, the last shot with all the flying saucers. The United States Air Force would have seen that there's flying saucers. So I'm assuming the whole country, the whole world's been been infected by, by aliens at this point. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so... Why keep her if she was so hell bent on breaking the mold or, or surviving or, or not being one of them? Uh, then she's contradicting her her character by just being one of them. If that's making kind of sense, you know, because like she wants to be with accepted with the townsfolk, but the only way to be accepted by the townsfolk is if they're infected by aliens. Yeah, it it doesn't make sense. Like, what's this mean that she's gonna live like a regular normal life? She's gonna get married and have some alien babies? Like, what does this mean? I maybe she'll continue to live her life reclusively, just you know, as the hermit that she wants to be, and she's okay with living this lie, I guess. But I but but that but that kind of goes against her character, don't yeah. don't you think? No, no, I I, I would agree. Survivor. Yeah, I, I I would agree that, that the ending is probably not as uh, robust as it should be. Uh, a lot of questions because, you know, like, oh, well, what about your future? You're still, you know, still a young girl. She's still got a whole life to live. But And that's why I would maybe lean more towards that the aliens are just keeping her around as, as their maybe, as the, you know, oh, let's, hold on, let's get Mikey to try, you know. Put her, put her in the maze and see if she can get out of it, and then we can try to implement that into future uh, takeovers. I mean, like, why don't we see the dad back? Like, you know, it's like, this is your opportunity to like, we already know that you can invent doppelgangers. So why not have Maud back as a doppelganger? Why not have her mom back as a doppelganger? Why aren't we seeing her dad, the chief of police in the dance square? I, I just don't understand. Like, if you're going to go that route, then to do those things, right? That's what you want. She wants to live in Pleasantville. Well, I, again, the whole, if you're asking like for doppelgangers and in that degree, then you would have to go bigger. Like, well, what's the motive? Is the aliens just trying to take over? If if they just wanted to kind of uh, divide and conquer, then why not just nuke the planet and you know just take it over like are they trying to what are they trying to preserve are they trying to preserve something are they trying to to take a resource are they using the humans for for something else for a battery of some sort i and what what could possibly be their reasoning for taking over earth but letting it function the way that it would so um i know that you would know this episode uh i'm not a big twilight zone person Right. Of course, we all. See, of course, I've seen the classics. Right. I There's something on the year. wing. There's something on the wing. Something. You know that. I've, we have. We have all seen that stuff. I like John Lithgow uh, better on that one, by the way. Oh yeah, the Twilight Zone movie from the, the movie. '80s. Yeah. Yeah. But there's an episode in the original TV show that I don't know if they have ever remade or anything. But it's it's a small suburban town, right? And the lights keep on going on and off. They're being screwed with, right? The town is being screwed with. Mm -hmm. And then the the big gotcha at the end is the camera pans back, and on top of this mountain, these are these aliens that are doing it because they've taken over Earth and they're screwing with them. Remember that episode? I do remember that. There's a bit more in that episode because they're turning off, like, let's say it was like a street, and they turned off all the power on the street, and then all the neighbors came out, 
and there was, you know, oh, Bob, oh, what's going on? Oh, no, Jim, uh, you know, Ralph over there lost power. You know, you know how right. they, they do their own thing. And then they would give the power to, like, one house, right? Or, like, you know, individually, like, give it for a little bit and have one person kind of be the, the chosen person, everyone else. Right. One person is the have, the rest of the have-nots, and they would pit the people against each other. And I think, didn't it end with one of them, like, shooting each other or... Yeah, it was like a death or like somebody hit each other with a battery. It was it was supposed to be like, you know, Lord of the Flies, if you will. You're right. You're ex- I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and so you know the that talking about how, oh, well, we don't need to do anything besides just do that. We don't need, you know, we don't need to go in there with our big fancy lasers. We can just turn off the lights and that would, you know. Freak them out. That's enough to, to wipe themselves out. I was thinking of that episode a lot during this movie. Okay. Especially the end of this movie. That's why I bring up the episode. I think it's a valid point because of her living this lie. I mean, she knows that there's aliens out there. I mean, like, so she knows. She sees the flying saucers. Yeah, she likes them more so, than the than the humans. Right. So I, I guess to get into our popcorn ratings, um, I like I said at the beginning of the show, if it was last night, I would have given it a large. Um, I'm now towards a small bag of popcorn okay it's it's okay um i probably won't watch it again like i'm not gonna youtube scenes um i think there's more here and i really do feel that this would be a great five six episode one-off limited miniseries mm. i think it would have been a, a, like a great like hbo thing or mm-hmm. like a great stars or whatever Right, just like a five, six episode miniseries, you know, and I think they could have done a lot more. Right, this could have been better than Under the Dome, the show. Um, so yeah, I just her being so strong and so um, determined to survive, to her just to just accept that aliens are around and she's living this lie, just it it, it doesn't sit well with me. Um, and not having focus characters that she focused on come back at the end because that's what she wants right like i think that's why my review was so low because it's like this is where you bring doppelganger friend doppelganger mom and chief of police dad back she's living her heaven if you will mm-hmm. uh that would have made the movie sit better with me i don't think the effects are great i, I don't uh, nothing special with the aliens we've been there done that we have i've said that a thousand times in the show you're not getting anything new uh, the movie is fun at the cat and mouse games. Um, uh, I wish I saw more of the town and I wish the movie just was fleshed out more. So I don't think it's terrible. It's not the worst film we reviewed this year, but I'm going to give it a small bag. I think there's more here to chew on. No pun intended. Eric, what is your popcorn rating for? No one will uh, save. I was going to go in here with with a solid medium. I really was, but I think after talking with you, I have to go down to maybe a uh, a small with a lot of butter on it. Listen, I I did enjoy this, and you know, if somebody asked me if uh, they should watch it, I'd say yeah, sure. But at the same part, um, you're right. I feel like there there was maybe more that they could have added to this, like maybe the background of the town or. Uh, the background of her family a bit more. I understand they wanted to go without any speech or minimal in this in this movie to add, uh, take away from one and adding to the other. I enjoyed that. I really did, which is which is why I I, I really would probably stay recommending to this movie just because it's nice that they're, that they're doing this. Um, it, it's a good storytelling, but the same part. Um, this was like an hour and a half, right? Hour thirty three. Perfect. Yeah, and it felt two hours long. Oh, really? Okay, didn't feel that long to me. Uh, yeah, it felt a little bit longer, but then again, I was on Hulu, and I did get to see a few commercials with with it, so that might have been... Oh, you... oh okay, you cheap out, and you get the commercial we... one. Yeah, I didn't get the uh... Hulu premium. Yeah, I got the premium. Yep, so maybe maybe that's uh, what the, the downside is. Thanks, that Dad. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like having a bit more of uh, those aliens would have been pretty cool. I, I see what you mean by do it being like an episode because having those different size aliens as 
it progresses, that would be really cool. That's just because right. aliens are actually were were pretty cool. Not the 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 nineties uh, Roswell aliens, but the you know the quadruped, the you know the ones right. that are. Yeah, exactly, on uh, the big ones. Those were really cool. I would have liked to have seen more of those. Um, the actress, uh, Caitlin, as uh, a Deaver, uh, I think she did great. I, I enjoyed what she did uh, for this, which was just a, a lot of, a lot of uh, what, nonverbal uh, kind of... Uh, kind of physical acting which she did a great job with i think yeah uh she was and where do i know her from oh from last man standing that's where my wife knows her from my wife was in the uh, bathroom taking a shower when i started it and she comes out and she goes oh i know that girl and she loves last man standing so that's how she knows her okay i didn't know that i think she was in the original uh last man standing i think was she also in book smart yeah she was also in book smart too she seems like she's one of those girls that was in like the uh, uh, oh, what's those movies that were kind of like Hunger Games, but kind of not uh, Divergent, Divergent or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> she seems like she's in those movies. Is she in those movies? Uh, I don't think so. I, I'll double check here. Uh, she was in Dope Sick. I don't know. Uh, for for that. Um, but yeah, she she seems like uh, that or Scream. Like she would be in Scream. <laughs> I thought she'd be more in like the like the TV movies, kind of like the the UPN, or like the maybe UPN, like a, yeah, like a, like a sci-fi type of thing. Not around no more, big guy. Oh, hey, she was in Detroit, the movie. We did review that. Yeah, she's just a lot. Of, it's a kid actor. She's just looks like a lot of kid stuff. Uh, from she's what just, I see, she's been around. So this could be her big star role for her because she's the star of this movie i'm sure this is going to help out a lot she was also in dear evan hansen i know you love musicals and so you probably uh, recognize her from that she's in oh next goal wins is that the taika watiti yeah oh uh, if you didn't know that there's a movie coming out, uh, a new movie taika watiti is um, kind of like remember the movie the big green yeah Okay, that, but from New Zealand. The soccer movie with some of the Sandlot kids? Yeah, so that movie, but in New Zealand. And with Michael Fassbender. Oh, well, they... <laughs> and Will Arnett. <laughs> well, they play soccer in New Zealand. And Elizabeth Football Moss? Stuff. Jeez, who else is in this movie? Elizabeth Moss. Wow, we haven't reviewed her since The Invisible Man, which you're still mad at me about. Um, <laughs> okay. The White Woman's Dream movie. Yeah, okay, so the small for me, and you're going for a small with some extra butter on it. I mean, here's the thing is, I, I kind of feel bad giving it a small, and I don't know if you do too, because it's really not a bad movie. It's just it's just the little things that go, oh, oh, this is a great small bag of popcorn. I'm enjoying the small bag that costs five bucks. Oh, there's a kernel. There's a kernel. I don't oh, know yeah. what the heck that is. I'm Let's with you, hundred percent. Like I, I do kind of feel by giving this a small, but at the same part, I kind of was left in this movie feeling like, oh, well, was that it? Like, you know, almost like you know, you know, you get you get Grandma's birthday card and you kind of look at the back, like, was that it? You know, just was that it? Where's the where's the, where, where's the cash, where's Grandma? The, where's the five dollars? Yeah, exactly. Like yes. you wanted, to, I. I like yeah, like I enjoyed it for what it was. I really did, but it, it almost felt like I just wanted like just a little bit more. And, yeah, a little bit more. And maybe that's where like talking at the end uh, would have helped to kind of bring us to the finish line uh, to answer those questions that we maybe would have had or left with, you know, or maybe um, that part when they psychologically probe her. And we get to see the flashbacks, and then right after that, you get to see the kind of the command coming down. Maybe have it being somewhere where there's like a subtitle where she can understand them, you know, where, oh, where because there's yeah. a connected where she can, or, or you know, or like they try to, you know, say something. Uh, of, of Maybe some sounds. I don't know, something. <laughs> Maybe. Yes, exactly. I don't know, uh, but yeah. The, that's what the point is that we're trying to say is that we're we're grasping for something more than what we got right now and we're brainstorming anything that is not of the cliche ending that we would have had 
Because it's a metaphor for COVID. Uh, before we close out the show, let's see how really good our, our friendship is. Uh, I've never seen the movie, but I've seen the scene. This goes with the theme of alien abduction. I have seen the scene a hundred times. I know the star. Uh, what is the alien abduction movie like in the 80s or 90s where it is hardcore brutal? And I will uh, – what's, uh, what's the owl guy's name from Watchmen? Not the – but that, that actor. What's Patrick his name? Patrick Wilson? Patrick Wilson was in it. And there's this it, – it's an abduction scene when he gets like – silicone wrapped around his face and he gets turned into like half cyborg it's brutal like, like fire in the sky is that what it is that that uh, oh watch that yeah i think that's what you're talking about i'm pretty sure that movie's that movie's rough that one uh was one of my first actually alien movies as a kid uh and that's what really messed me up for the that longest time yeah that freaks me out now dude that guy oh jeez. That's exactly what I think they're doing, right? Up there. <laughs> and then, well, and then one, of course... That one's a horror movie. And yeah, I don't think Patrick Wilson was was in that. That might have been his before his time. Uh, but, it, it looked like him. Yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I that that scene that you're describing is, is one that I still uh, dream, <laughs> dream about. You know what's really interesting, it's too, dramatic, is that... Man. Did you know the most recent movie that we reviewed that reminded me of this scene was uh, was Nope when when we find out that the flying saucer is actually an alien and then all the people are being devoured inside of it. Oh yeah, it's reminded me of that. Just this brutal, hardcore, like just torture. So, I, I, I guess my point is is that I was wondering I was wondering where this movie was going. Like I was wondering if we were going to get that or not. Like if they were going to jump the shark. But we thinking of Robert Patrick. Is that who that is? Robert Patrick from Terminator Two. Yeah. Is that who that is? That yeah, gets, he was in that fire gets in the shredded. Okay. He, and yeah, I'm I'm quite sure this is the movie you're talking about. Yeah, I know exactly the title. I've never seen the movie, but I I've seen the title and I've seen the scenes. Yeah, I wasn't uh, allowed to to watch it. You know, it's based on a book, right? Like there was that that part in the '90s when. The alien abduction kind of books and movies were really getting big. Yeah, X Files and stuff. Yeah, you had all that. Um, yeah, this fire, could be another series, the by the way. Movies that we've seen the scenes that we never saw when we were kids. <laughs> movies that we've never seen, but we've seen scenes from. Yeah, because there's this one movie that haunts me still of these kids on a train track. It's not Stand by Me. Maybe it is because I've never seen Stand by Me all the way through, where where these kids are on a train track and then they get stopped by these bullies, and then this one bully like stabs another kid, and a, and a, and, a, and a train's coming. Oh geez, okay. And that it, it scared the crap out of me, because that was scary. But anyway, well, this this is our review for No One Will Save You, right? Um, I thought it was a great review. Thank you so much, Eric, for joining me on this one. Uh yeah, no no problem. I uh was criticizing this movie in the beginning. I was like my joke was that no one will watch you. Nice. Well, I don't know what's Hulu, right? And actually too, I will end it on this. My wife did say it last night. That was very good. She said this is this is a perfect streaming movie. This is not a, a theater movie. I, I totally agree. Absolutely absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Or like agree. you said, um or I uh, I had said before too, is like this felt like those T V specials that they would do you know yeah this sunday on fox a two-night special on abc saturday and sunday like they did with it in the shining back yes, in the day exactly right well everybody thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode of movie guys podcast you can check us out at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com or wherever you get your podcast from we are on that platform make sure to check us out on instagram we are at movie guys pod and we'll be back next thursday like always awesome episode have a good night. Can you do me a favor? Can you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up to see you guys this weekend. And you said I have to be there like 3.30 or after because what are you doing? I am playing Dungeons and Dragons with my friends. No!
We're mm-hmm. on a like a four year campaign right now. It's you don't like my nerd joke. It's been going out. No, no, I I understand your 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 nerd reference there, ogre. Yes, thank you. Uh, a four year campaign. So, are you going to decide if it's honor among thieves or not? Or <laughs> It is. Uh, that's why we enjoyed that so much. I mean, because it's kind of been that way. All right. So which one's Chris Pine then? Are you Chris Pine? I am. Uh, I was in one campaign, kind of like a Chris Pine person. I I played it, or I still am, I guess, an assassin rogue. But I'm specializing in identities and in kind of um, you know disguises, so that uh, if we go somewhere, I can. Obviously, um, turn into a different person. Oh, you're done. I'm sorry. So I could turn into a different person, and you'll never know. And be like, oh, who is, who is that? You know, is that uh, which which part of Ocean's crew was that? Was that Danny Ocean himself? The world may never know. It just, uh, you know, it's like a heartbreaker situation here. And and I'm Jennifer Love Hewitt. Janet Lee. Oh, Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis is that? Jamie Lee Curtis's mom is Janet Lee from Psycho. I'm sorry, the movie Heartbreakers with Jennifer Love Hewitt and Gene Hackman and Jason Lee. Have you not seen that movie? No, just like we haven't reviewed Game Night. Heartbreakers. It's Sigourney Weaver. God, my yeah, jokes maybe. are not hitting with you tonight, are they? <laughs> they are, buddy. But you got to find some new jokes as well, too. <laughs> I got to find new jokes. <laughs> We've covered the game night one already, and I'm telling you, damn it, Jordan. I'm tired of having this camera because we we've seen it. We're gonna have to do next year. Put it on the list. Let's put it on the list as a as a retrospective. Yeah. So you know what I'm sad about, or you know what actually would be really great idea is we could get Ed back for one show, and it's game night. It's game night. <laughs> 